Hey there, Max. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. I guess that means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Let's start the show. just returned from a cross-country sojourn uh, in which I saw all the different ways that America can be gray and bleak. Um, mm. And and I think it's more or less what, what your locales of, of Boston um, look like all the time, gray, gray and bleak. Is that is that mostly right? Well, I guess it's just black because you never see the daylight. We have well, seasons. It was sunny this past weekend. It was very cold, but it was sunny. But today it was gray again. Nice, nice. Yeah. And did you play? Did you play the license plate game? No. I guess I. I mean, all it was was trucks. I just saw trucks. It was on I forty. <laughs> it's just trucks and trucks, and then it was just raining. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, and I did drive across this this sometimes great, sometimes just America nation, and, and saw. A lot of different places and kevin you you brought it up kevin is joining us again with with max sean is sean is doing important sports related things apparently um yeah he's watching a redskins game right he is not doing that he is <laughs> near where the team plays sometimes if you you know so oh and downtown no they they actually play in maryland because uh, oh, okay. <laughs> that's because that's who would have them uh but but no, I, I saw a lot of different places. You go through places like New Mexico, which is allegedly the fifth largest state by area, but the 36th in population, and you go through their big city of Albuquerque. And Albuquerque looks very different than Oklahoma, looks very different than Atlanta, looks very different than D.C. or uh, Newburyport or uh, Front Royal, Virginia. And... Kevin, you brought it up too, but I've been thinking about it a lot as I as I drove across, which is, you know, more or less these these places we start out by living, and these places that once we get a choice, um, we can we can live in because I think the three of us each have very different paths, um, and you two, you know, we all kind of lived collectively very close to one another in Arlington, Virginia, for for a while. Um, but where we live now, except for me, because I still live in Arlington, Virginia, is, is very different. So on one end of the spectrum, and, and Max, I think in some ways you and Kevin, your beginnings, your, your hometown, so to speak, are, are pretty similar in a lot of ways, but you have gone in two different directions. Max, I mean, first off, you work and live very close to one another. That is true. Mm -hmm. And I would say that it is, I I think, appropriately the most urban. You could not get more urban than what you're doing. Um, I mean, obviously you could, you could argue, one could argue that, that you could get more urban than Boston. Boston is sort of just a big town. Yeah. But in terms of being in downtown Boston, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty close to the heart of it. I suppose I could be in a, a skyscraper, um, or like a larger building, maybe that would be considered more urban. But in terms of geographic location, like yeah, I, I walk everywhere. Yeah, 
Yeah, and and I do as as well. And you know, I think it's also worth noting that that you call Boston a big town. Um, would you would you say that you kind of started your 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 hometown is one that is a very much capital S capital T small town? Um, because it's not well, it's, yeah, it's, or a, it's not really a suburb as much. No, it's not a suburb. It's it's really like a really small city. Mm-hmm. I guess I get, and then well, then Boston is, has to be a city, but um, yeah, it's a it's a small town. It's definitely it sits on its own. It's about forty minutes outside Boston, so it's not a suburb. I mean, some people commute, but it, that's not yeah. I don't I don't I don't feel like it's a it's a suburb that way. Yeah. Um, it's pretty isolated. Um, yeah, and yeah, and I think in and so Kevin, that's where I think it's very similar. Your experience is very similar to Max's, and that you grew up with a place. I think Newburyport and Front Royal, Virginia, they are places that yeah, you could drive to an urban center from them, but they very much have their yes. own character. <clears throat> yeah, for me, like like with Newburyport, yeah, there are some people who commute, but it's not a town filled with not a town filled with commuters and. Um, I, I don't know how it is with Newburyport, but it's also very culturally culturally different. Um, you know, there are, there are trucks everywhere. Everyone's very proud of the house and the land that they own. And it's um, it's even though it's only an hour away from um, Arlington and Washington D.C., it culturally is very uh, is much more Middle America. Yeah, and I think with both of you, and, and something that affects my view is I, so I live in Arlington. I've lived in Arlington for now uh, over six years, and I have moved within Arlington, decided to stay there, uh, and, and like it in many ways, but it is very much a suburb, like an inner ring, immediate suburb. And my growing up, I lived in a similar suburb like that, and then grew up in another suburb that was further out. You might call it exurban. All of these these places, even though Arlington and Alexandria kind of have a proud, they, they have a certain amount of pride, and, and I enjoy Arlington for what I think it represents and what it is. They are very much defined, as is an exurb, as communities that are driven by whatever the city holds whatever jobs they hold whatever culture they hold things like that um in exurb almost even more so because it's just people commuting you know the idea of a bedroom community um so so for me i've kind of stayed in that that ribbon uh my my whole life at this at this point i've i've lived next to dc i interact with dc all the time and i always have whereas some people in exurban communities maybe don't which i always thought was kind of odd but we can get to that um and and always interacted but never fully bought in you know max I, i obviously you have bought in and and this is ultimately about like you know maybe what drives these choices but you lived in a a small city and you have gotten more and more citified as you go to charlottesville as as you go to arlington and now you're in boston even if it is a big town but you know what drives you to want to be in the urban core yeah that's that's an interesting question i um i mean even when i was living in arlington i had this desire to be in the urban core, I either wanted to work or live there. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was not living there, and I was certainly not working there because I was commuting an hour or half hour to an hour outside the city. Um, I think for me, it was just a, a kind of 
the excitement of it, um, wanting to experience being central to everything. Um, I say everything, even though you're not central to everything. That's the kind of ironic thing is when you live in, it's, it's might be a grass is always greener thing. I think when you live in the core, then you have friends that live outside. And so now you're, you're traveling outside to, to smaller areas. I mean, I, I live right now, downtown Boston. I used to live in Somerville. And so now I find myself going out to Somerville to go to, you know, breweries there. And that's a, that's different. Um, yeah. So I think what drove me in the initial place was, I mean, convenience for commuting and just kind of the excitement of being close to everything. But I think when you move into that space, you realize that it's, it's never going to have everything. I think you still crave kind of the more open space or the community feeling that other um, not as urban areas may have. Yeah, I, I think that, that that escape aspect, I mean, I certainly view my car, however, kind of annoyingly as, as the thing that helps me escape on the weekends. I can go out to, like you say, go out to breweries or, or drive to Charlottesville or, or just, just get out if I want something different. Now, Kevin, you, on the other hand, also commuted about an hour to work every day. And mm-hmm. given your druthers, uh, if not for certain you know connections and everything else i think you are in you're kind of doing this now you are more driven towards the exurban places that are on the outer rim or totally their own places not defined by an urban area is this you know you're seeking it now i think you want to seek it in the future is this a you know is this a return to your roots or is it something that you enjoy is it just your to your taste yeah, I actually have to ask myself that a lot. Uh, I think one difference that I kind of have with Max is that for me, I don't seek the job where, like, the job I seek, it doesn't have to do with where the job is located. At least in, in terms of a, uh, looking at the United States, like, in, in a macro sense, it matters. Like, oh, I want to live in these parts of the country. But in terms of location, within an urban area or outside the urban area that part has never mattered to me very much and it just kind of happens that the jobs that i have had have been um far away Mm -hmm. but at the same time i do think that i think that ultimately my uh what i would like is to definitely live outside of an urban center Mm -hmm. but i think i've also um i've kind of always lived or you know i lived in arlington by choice you know i did the backward commute there was nothing really tying me to Arlington. It was just that I do enjoy, uh, I, I do enjoy being, uh, you know, where I, you know, where exciting things are happening. And uh, a lot of my friends were in Arlington, and I knew that, you know, after work, if if I were if I went home, if I drove home after work, and then it took me five minutes to drive home, but then I had to drive, you know, thirty five minutes to go do trivia versus doing the forty minute drive every day, no matter what, and then. Um, and then, you know, having trivia right there, it it makes a big difference. So I think that I, I, I eventually will, I eventually will get out to the, uh, to the suburbs Mm -hmm. because I, I do enjoy the idea of, of homeownership, whether that was kind of conditioned into me, uh, when I was, when I was a kid versus if that's just something that I I look at and, and really value. But I, I don't think that that means that. I don't think it's uh, in contention with me enjoying Arlington, mm-hmm. or or you know right now I'm 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 not 
in you know a suburban house commuting an hour into the city but i am a bit a bit more outside and that was a bit more driven by it was a bit more driven by my job so mm-hmm. um yeah i think you know, the, the question would be is if my if i thought my long-term career if that was in the middle of downtown boston where would i live and yeah I haven't really thought about it, but I guess I haven't really had to think about it because so far the jobs that I've liked have been kind of outside, so it's kind of been a win-win. Yeah, and and I think your mention of home ownership is key here. It's certainly something that I think all three of us have have really thought about, and we're fortunate in that it is more than than a dream. It it, it can be a reality, uh, and that, that is that is fortunate. Um, but the idea of it being living where you work i think is a a fraught topic in in a lot of ways as you have people leaving california in mass because they can't afford to to live there and i drove across the country and there are a lot of places where you could live and you could live cheaply but maybe there isn't there aren't the jobs there uh you know max you work in the city i work in arlington about as close as you can get to dc without being in it um is that you know, is the idea of home ownership, and, and we're defining home broadly here as, as a place you own and that you can you fix your own pipes if you so wish, is the idea of home ownership uh, incompatible with living in an urban core? Um, yeah. <laughs> I think so. I, that's not the answer you probably expected. It depends but like, on your I, job. It's becoming, it's becoming so. I think it really is, unfortunately. I think I think we're seeing it in the the major popular U.S. cities, certainly the U.S. coastal cities. Yeah, it's still possible to attain home ownership or condo ownership in less popular neighborhoods of other cities. And maybe Chicago, you can still afford it. But it's, it's becoming pretty much unattainable like i don't think any reasonable person can purchase a home in downtown boston yeah and um that's the not the answer you probably yeah and and even if you can i mean let's say even if you could it you're you're i'm not gonna say quality of life but what you're getting for your money is so different obviously just based on location yeah and and i think that you know what I'd imagine that circumstance is, is probably like a condo. Like you know, if you're if you can get a two bedroom condo in a city, you know these you know, DC for the most part. I think Boston. Uh, I don't know as much about the Philadelphia market, but you know the the East Coast cities, certainly Seattle as well, something like that. God forbid, San Francisco. You're talking what a home is in that sense is at all reasonable. It's probably like a one or two bedroom a condo that is not particularly large. And I could entertain that idea, but I don't even think of that as my as someone who's living in a suburb. I don't even. I hope that's not the 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 high point of my home, which is a very privileged statement to make. Is is as big as it gets. You know, Kevin. I I think you don't want what what I understand of you is you don't want to mess around with that. If you're going to get a home, you want a home that has has a yard, like even a townhouse. You're like, why would I waste my time with a townhouse? Is that is that what you envision as a home? Yeah, I. I, I it's uh so yeah as of our last time we talked about it that was the case it's it's been changing a bit some but i in terms of the a lot of it has to do with timeline i think um and i i guess i've never been uh into that condo idea because it really then doesn't seem like like a lot of the benefits of homeownership if you look at um you know all the all the 
math and the, the finances behind it. A lot of the benefits are just the fact that it's um, it's your place and you can do what you want to it. And if that's something you like, you can get a lot of pride out of it. And as soon as, when you do the condo thing, it really gets stripped away. Yeah. Uh, and you know, the townhouse is kind of somewhere in between. Um, but yeah, it's it's always for me. It's just it has it's not satisfying to think about raising a family in in a condo in in Arlington. Um, and I think that with with my job, you know, I'm an engineer, so I have a very uh, high floor and a very low ceiling in terms of, of of earnings. And so I think that that means that I can definitely afford a very very nice and comfortable living situation. It's just limited to if I want to live in an urban area, it's pretty limited to, to what I can do. So I, I was with, with Max, I was wondering if when you live in an urban area, is that a kind of your, what you think you want to do for, you know, for a long time slash forever. And is it hard for you to grapple with, grapple with the alternatives or is it, you just like it enough to where, um, the, the alternatives don't matter. Um, that's a good question. I would say there's some alternatives in my head. I, I enjoy living in an urban area, but I also kind of look forward to the day where I don't. Um, I would say that any sort of suburby area is almost of no interest to me. <laughs> um, like rows upon rows of houses and, and stuff mm-hmm. this is not really a thing. Um, I could see myself living... And and maybe this is going back to my roots, but like in a in a in a much smaller city, where I can have a, a house, but I can, you know, still walk to. There's still things that I can get to, maybe a store, or a coffee shop, mm-hmm. and things like that that are local. Um, I could also see myself living, you know, much more. I'm not gonna say off the grid, but in like like a very much non-city, uh, lots of land, wildernessy type situation. So the only thing that really kind of scares me is the idea of anything kind of suburbia. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not in the city center, I don't really want to be near a big city. So this is, I think that's a really great point because I enjoy Arlington pretty well as it is. Um, and it is a suburb, but it also does have its own character. I think that all three of us in, in some ways with, your disdain, Max, that you just described for uh, a suburb. I, I think these places that can't define themselves as as they're a, a, an entity in themselves, that's where problems arise because then there's there's an emptiness. Um, and you mentioned you're living in a variety of places. Uh, any of these places could define themselves. I, I think one thing that is probably key to this is you know, the decoupling of I have to work we think of occurring in a city. And I think for the, the three of us, you know, Kevin, you've had some particulars, but a lot of times you have to be in an urban place to find the work that, that we're doing or at least interact with an urban place. And, you know, in a future where people work in physical offices less and less, I think it makes these these more of a reality. You know, being able to go to a place like Newburyport and be like, yep, I can work here and I can live here and I get this place that's defined by itself but is not uh, an urban center. Um, so I think that that probably has to be decoupled more. But I think for 
all of us, you know, a place that is defined by itself is important. Even if Kevin or, or Max in your extreme situation where you're living kind of almost off the grid, uh, the way that the place defined might be, I live here, it is my domain. Yeah, I think that <clears throat> one thing for me that's always been really attractive is the uh, is is living in a college town because I feel like in general those don't have the the suburbia sameness to them, mm-hmm. um, but they also do have they generally do have excitement of of the downtown. They have like Max said, they have local coffee shops, local breweries, uh, and generally a you know pretty. Um, you know, liberal culture for the most part. So, um, for me, that's always kind of seemed like the, uh, the, the best of all all the worlds. Um, but then again, you get into the issues where it's not always easy enough to find a job. It depends, you know, especially if you're picky, like I'm pretty picky with what I want to do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that will be something that will have to be addressed whenever the next step comes yeah and i mean that goes back to the decoupling it's it's we have we feel like there's this you know there's this 100 percent that you have to fill with some balance of of work and where you live and that kind of sucks because so much of what we do can be done anywhere um and, and so kind of filling that that chart with with more and more live is important um, because that balance ends up to both of you having to have had previously very long commutes. I mean, Max and I are in great positions now where we walk, I think, collectively like 20 minutes to work um, each way. Uh, but that's that's just not a reality for everybody. And, you know, as we got into, the what we give up is the ability to maybe own a place, which, you know, maybe you have more options if you're working in Manassas, which is very far mm-hmm. away from the city. Um, one, one question I had though, Max, for you is, is you did live in kind of like a weird, uh, example of this, which is you did live in DC for a little bit, but it was a very residential part of DC. So it almost felt like a suburb within the city. And there were some services, some coffee shops and stuff nearby, but did you find that irritating or or how do you view a situation like that where you're in the city but you also have you're not in the core almost um i'm sure i still like wanted to be near the core but i actually really liked that Mm -hmm. i think what i'm what i'm realizing certainly from this conversation is i just like to be i like to be within a short walk of non-residential areas Mm -hmm. whatever that means I'm kind of open to it. Um, my biggest fear would just be living in a, in one of those places. And these does it, I say suburb because that's what I picture, like the American suburb. Mm-hmm, but there's right. there's place there's parts of cities that look like this too, where it's just like houses upon houses upon houses. That and especially when the houses all look the same, if their architecture is similar, if they're like McMansiony style, that's that's my biggest fear. Um, I I really liked that actually. I liked being able to walk to things, and those were houses with little yards, but. You're still, you know, you're still in a metro area. Um, that was also unique because, like you said, it only lasted three months. Um, it was my first time living alone, and I still worked pretty far outside the city. Yeah. Um, so very unique circumstance, but um, it was cool to kind of explore that area for a little while. I'm curious if I were there for longer, if I were in a similar situation, if I would be bored or if i'd be excited by the fact that i could have like my local coffee shop and my local bar 
Yeah, and that makes me think if if I can put a bow on it, which might be too platitudinal, but I think be it if you live in a place you can put a bow on anything that i can afford in downtown boston if if you want to if you want to live in front royal virginia or you want to live in the middle of the woods in maine you want to live in the urban core or you want to live in a suburb i I think that maybe my goal and this can certainly change over time as to what is in this but you know being able to walk to a place that makes you proud or you are proud of that could be to your shed in the backyard or the treehouse that you built for your kids or it could be to the you know Italian spot you have down the street right now. Um, now, hopefully, you start your walk at a place that you own, but we've gone over that not everybody can. But you know that walk encapsulates. I have put value in this. If it's being in the yard with my family, or being close to a brewery that I really like, or whatever. Um, but mm-hmm. that walk is a place that you you know what it is, and it is. it is defined it is not defined by something outside of that walk yeah yeah Yeah. and yeah i think you realize like what you really appreciate and what you don't like i now live in the heart of a city and the things that i appreciate here are great that i can walk to a bunch of different businesses and whatnot but then you you realize that like if if you want for more space for instance i'd I'd love to have a dog and it's just not realistic to have a a dog or or a family as kevin mentioned in a in a small space like this um so then you start to think about you factor those things in or if you you know think about i think a lot of people move to these cities like denver or seattle because there's this feeling like oh you're close to nature you're going to be more active because you can see mountains from the cities whether or not that's true i I don't think any of us are qualified to speak to it but um Mm -hmm. You know, I, I you kind of have to think about all the different aspects of, of life that you want, um, and that's that's what's got me thinking about next steps for sure. Yeah, I think that it's it, things that are important to you definitely definitely change. Like if I had a house, if I had a big house right now, I wouldn't do anything with it. It wouldn't matter. So right now, it's more important for me to be able to, um, even though I'm not in the heart of things, so I'm at least close enough to where uh, it's not there's not much barrier for me to go do. Um, do something uh, in a, in a metro area, um, but as I get older, then the the things that will matter more will be the things that more space or being closer to other people in a similar life situation will um, of me it will be more useful then, and I'll have I'll be less often wanting to go do something in the city on a Saturday for two hours, and it's going to be more okay that oh it's going to be a whole day if I want to go do that. Um, so I kind of just, I, for me, I've always, I've, what I think I'm going to end up doing, I haven't done yet, but I'm still pretty confident that that's where I'm going to end up just because I can kind of picture where I picture where I will be. Got it. Yeah. I have no idea where, where I'm going to be, but, uh, I don't know. It's, it's helpful to Arlington forever. Probably, probably (laughs) not because I can't afford it, but you know, well, if you have ideas on on us being totally wrong and how you should actually move to Middle America, which many people do, you can send them our way, or or Mars. Or Mars, yeah. Yeah, I'm actually I'm really fascinated to see if this how this plays out with like you said, Pierce with people just working remotely. And yeah, you can live wherever you want. Yeah. So, and if you if you've got jobs you want to offer us that are 100 percent remote so that we can live wherever, let us know. Um, and you know, I I what's the email address? Pretty okay pod at at 
gmail.com send us a line you can you can tweet at us but in the meantime uh what what are we going to talk about now max is it it's a certain section I of think, the pod i think it's the certain segment of the show where we get to hear you apologize to yourself for something that you did to someone else uh what have you got for us this week so this one i, I think is actually the way you're supposed to apologize um do either we've heard this before do, do either of you have work phones like phones that no. are specifically no work? okay i do um and max i believe you might not be any more but you were the it department for a while at your at your work correct that's correct um people's the employees uh personal devices but are used for work do you have a pretty easy insight look into what they're looking at no okay well i mean i i don't want that (laughs) anyways i work for an organization that i'm pretty sure that they they can see see everything i'm using so I was so I realized recently that I was on Spotify and I was listening to music with a group of people and I plugged in my work phone as opposed to my personal phone. So I'm apologizing this week to the IT person who saw when I uh, played music by the I believe they're a French group, but that might be wrong. Um, the psychedelic porn crumpets, psychedelic porn crumpets. I typed that into my wow. phone and played music by them. Uh, there's nothing wrong that doesn't really describe anything that's their music it's just a very cool band name but i do apologize for the person that had to go look that up i'm sure and figured out what the hell i was doing on my work phone i think you more need to apologize if if you're apologizing for work it things you should apologize for anything that that google home has picked up that they gave oh yeah they did give me the google home (laughs) yeah uh yeah i i don't know if they're probably tracking your actual song plays on spotify but um we'll send an email to insert pierce's company here at uh or it at their help at that company.com yeah. uh with a link to some of the best music we can find from the french porn crumpets <laughs> french porn crumpets. yes indeed uh all right so so yeah that be careful what you put in your work phone. Just do it on your personal phone. But in the meantime, uh, Max, do you have a big idea from pop culture for this week? I do, actually. Um, it's not a huge idea, but it's 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 a good one. Um, and I think it's very relevant to something that we all like and is local to two of us here, myself and Kevin. So shout out to the Boston area. Um, and that is that uh, RateBeer.com recently released their annual rankings for best breweries in the world and now granted these rankings are based off of aggregations of user reviews <laughs> they're not critics involved uh so the number one brewery in the world for the seventh year in a row is hill farmstead brewing in uh greensboro vermont so that's a, a local new england brewery i have not actually had their beer but that's you know that's cool it's very good uh, taking the, the third place spot for best brewery in the world is uh, Trillium Brewing Company, a brewery that uh, makes very good beer, asterisk. Um, <laughs> they make good beer. Uh, you know, I, I, I'd recommend checking it out if you're in the Boston area. They have two Boston locations now, and a, and a Canton Mass is their original location. Uh, they're big on the, on the hazy New England IPAs and that type of thing. Uh, in the number four spot for best brewery in the world is Treehouse Brewing, mm-hmm. 
which is where I really want to put my shout out. Treehouse is uh, also a brewery in, I would call it the greater Boston area. <laughs> if only I could. It's about an hour and 15 minutes away in Charlton, Mass. Uh, Treehouse also kind of specializes in the hazy New England style IPAs. If you're in the Charlton area and that interests you at all, go to Treehouse. Um, their beer is fantastic. It's consistent. Their location is awesome. Uh, it's big. It's grand. Their prices are reasonable. Uh, I have nothing but good things to say about Treehouse, except for the fact, maybe, except for the fact that they do not distribute outside of their own brewery. So you do have to either know someone who has been or go yourself. Um, but if you're in the kind of Worcester, Massachusetts area, first of all, I'm sorry. And second of all, go to Treehouse. Uh, you will not regret it uh, unless you can't drink beer for some reason. It's a, it's a good spot. It's pretty. It's pretty, even if you don't drink beer. But you. That hard. is true, actually. It's yeah. it's a beautiful spot. A lot of outdoor areas, Adirondack chairs, um, live music on. I want to say Saturdays. Double check me on that. But yeah, highly recommend. Yeah, yeah. I will get there whenever it gets warm for yeah. sure. You got you, you can you can bring whatever you grab there up to to Maine in a in a few weeks. So so I'll look forward to that. Um, oh yeah. But anyways, uh, I think that's all we have this week. Um, normally you get a little breakdown of like, uh, you know, emails here. You can find us on Twitter, pretty okay pod. I mentioned the email address. Um, this is when everyone turns off. No one's listening at this point anymore. Listen, once Sean starts that, if, <laughs> yeah, we gotta get we gotta give him uh, something good. If you're if you're listening to this podcast, it's really easy for you to turn it on, take out the headphones, have other people listen to it. Let them know this is pretty okay pod. It's pretty okay. It's better than that. It's pretty darn good. So you should listen to it. Get other people to listen to it. We appreciate it. You can rate it. You can review it. That would be great. But get more people to listen. And send us emails. Or bother us because you you might know us. Seek us out. Tell us topics to talk about. That would be great. This is a community. Something like that. Um, It's like living in condos. We're right next to each other. Just let us know. Holler at us. But anyways, we'll be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Pierce. I'm not Sean. I'm Max. And I'm Kevin. All right. Thanks for joining. Talk to you later.